0: Did your favorite NFL team win the Super Bowl? No? Then the NFL Draft is your Super Bowl. I'm Danny Heifetz, and from now until the draft, we are turning our fantasy football show feed into the Ringer NFL Draft Show. Every Tuesday and Thursday, we talk about the top players and most important storylines
1: for the NFL Draft. So join us on the Ringer NFL Draft Show.
0: This episode is brought to you by State Farm. There's no better feeling than a personal win, and the State Farm personal price plan can help you do just that.
1: Shop delivery or pickup options near you at ordermodelo.com. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois.
2: Welcome to Extra Point Taken, part two. On this Monday afternoon, since I last saw Ben Solak, I took a walk. I took a shower. I've been very productive in that time. Aaron is that productive? Rogers? Yeah, Walking walk, in shower? A shower. That's boy, I was checking two things off my to-do list for the day. Congrats. Uh, what did you do?
0: I got I got five <laughs> cubic yards of, of vegetable soil delivered. I've already hauled oh like two and a God. half of it. I'm out here sweating. <laughs>
2: Vegetable soil is 60 yards year old and a 25-year-old man's body. All right. Anyway, Aaron Rodgers trade finalized. That's why we're doing a part two here. Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. Here are the terms. The Jets get Aaron Rodgers. They get the 15th pick in the 2023 draft, and they get a 2023 fifth-round pick. The Packers get pick number 13, so you get a little pick swap there. They move up two spots. Then they get a second round pick from the Jets, number 42, and a sixth round pick, but most importantly, a conditional twenty-twenty-four second that turns into a first if Rodgers plays 65% of the snap. So let me s- summarize that a little bit better. The Packers are basically moving up two spots in this year's draft, getting a second round pick, and get a 20, 24 second that could turn into a first. Ben, what was your first reaction when you saw the compensation? Did it surprise you? Is it what you expected? Where did you land?
0: No, I saw it and I was like, yep. I can't remember if it was on, if I was on this show that I said this or if it was on on the NFL draft show. But for me, like if I were in Brian Guttenkund's shoes and somebody called me and they were like, we want to trade for Rodgers. In this case, Joe Douglas being the somebody, GM of the Jets they said, we want to trade for Rodgers. I would go, oh, the 2021 league MVP and also the 2020 league MVP. Very interesting. What would you like to send me for him? And then if that person responded with, well, he almost retired. He doesn't want to go to any places. And he made us sign Alan Lazard. And he's kind of a locker room nightmare. And he's 38 years old. And we don't have long as we play. And at no point in their explanation, did they say the word first round pick I would go, that's nice. Call me, again, when you're serious about trading for the 2021 league MVP, who's also the 2020 league MVP, then I hang up. There, was, uh, like, the, there had to be a first-round pick. Not like a first-round pick trade, but a first-round pick expressly somehow involved in the Aaron Rodgers trade. Conditions on it are fine, but like there was that strong swell from the Jets there after like it became clear that Rodgers was going to be a Jet, where they were like, and Woody Johnson doesn't want to send a first, and the Jets are going to draw a hard line. They're not going to send a first. Well, guys won mvp two last three seasons you, it, it's just the price of doing business even with everything that that's considered with him so i never bought that the jets are going to be able to get away with sending less than a first i disagree
2: look- i disagree i disagree with this i mean i think that i look at the compensation and i'm like wow good Kunst, nice job like the jets kind of gave in it's, here it's, i mean
0: yeah it's it's solid work it's no it's good work by hoody and like Right, the Jets did have to give in because the Jets kind of drew this line. I never thought they'd be able to hold that line. I didn't think there was, like, when there was the debate of, like, who has the leverage here, the Packers or the Jets, when things kind of reached a stalemate, I was very much on the side of the Packers have the leverage. The Jets are going to be the ones that have to give. And I feel like that's where we ended up.
2: See, I think neither team had the leverage because the Packers, what are they going to do? If he comes back and says he wants to play, you owe him $60 million. The guy won't even return your phone calls. That's not a situation you want to be in. So, and we didn't, the, the thing is with this trade, we didn't never really heard of a second team. Now, maybe there was one. Maybe those negotiations already happened, and those were ironed out weeks or months ago, but this like, wasn't one of those spots where it felt like the Packers were able to get multiple bidders. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is turning 40 years old in December. Ben, do you know how many quarterbacks in the Super Bowl era have started at least 10 games in their age 40 or above season? I have Think no a idea. Wild no. Time. You have no idea. One, two, three, five. Vinny Testaverde, Warren Moon, Brett Favre, Drew Brees, and Tom Brady. Like, again, I've said this before. Brady has ruined what we think about aging curves. Like, normally at this time, the quarterback is absolutely hitting a wall in his career is about to end. So uh, I just felt like it was, you know, it's not way off from what I thought it was going to be. I thought something like two twos probably made sense. Uh, The fact that the Packers were able to get that as a conditional a two that can turn into a one if Rodgers plays uh, enough of the snaps. Uh, If I were the if I were a Packers fan, I'd be like, okay, we didn't totally get uh, crushed by this deal. That's nice compensation for a player his age, and we can move on here. And if I'm a Jets fan, I'm probably thinking, all right, you know, maybe a little bit more than I wanted to uh, give up, given that this could be a one-year rental. But like you said, that's kind of the uh, price of uh, doing business. So, all right, you were doing exactly. the, you were do, you were doing the uh, two out of three years MVP thing for Rodgers. Well, let's bid it forward. What are your expectations for the guy? I mean, like, if you had to put him, now you don't have to go full Steven Ruiz and tell me where you rank him as a quarterback, but like... What are your expectations? I just gave you that, you know, that stat about <laughs> this is very rare for a quarterback to even start 10 games when they're 40 years old. How do you think he's going to play? He just, yeah, you can change your opinion. We've got months to discuss this, but your gut reaction, how is Aaron Rodgers going to perform? What are your expectations for him in 2023 with the Jets?
0: I think he's going to play well. I don't think he's going to win MVP. Uh, I, 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 uh, I like the Jets general team build. Uh, But they do have question marks in important spots on offense. Brees Hall, great running back, coming off a major injury. Offensive line, a lot of talent, but a lot of shuffling, a lot of guys who are injured. Wide receiver, a lot of eggs in the Garrett Wilson basket to be be that star wide receiver one, obviously coming off Offensive Rookie of the Year campaign, which he won because Brees Hall didn't win it because he was going to win it before he got hurt. A ton of, of talent, very, very, very high ceiling with the Jets. But there is, I think, some question mark on offense. The nice thing is that Rogers is a stabilizing force, right? Uh, like it, Rogers is I no, I don't think anyone has no. described exactly. Rogers
2: as stabilizing. Rogers
0: in a. Lo- Rogers is <laughs> a, a destabilizing force in every single other aspect of his life. Except for the three and a half hours in which his team is playing offense true. on a Sunday, in which case I was going to caveat it. Trust me. I, I, I didn't say Rodgers is a stabilizing force. And my head went, yep, yeah, that's an acceptable thing to say. No, no, there were alarm bells going off. I knew I had, I had to cash in something. Um, so I think he's going to play well. The Jets, w- when you fold in the defense, the Jets have a clear playoff caliber roster. They have a roster that should contend for the AFC East. It's really tight in the AFC. I'm not going to I'm not going to let you take me any further than the beginning of January. But the Jets absolutely should be a playoff team. Rogers should be a high produ- a high producing passer and and a stabilizing offensive presence on an otherwise young and discovering offensive team.
2: Yeah, you're, you're I was uh, making fun of you. You you I mean, they had they basically haven't had a bad offense with Aaron Rodgers as the quarterback the Packers that is. I mean, there have been coaches that have changed There have been uh, supporting casts that have changed. And even last year, I think it would surprise people to know, the Packers finished the seat, by the end of the season, they were 11th in offensive DVOA. You know who would kill to be 11th in offensive DVOA? The New York Jets. They were 26. They were a disaster last year. They're usually a disaster uh, on... Offense. And so if you just like look throughout the course of Aaron Rodgers' Rodgers career, like I'm just pulling up the DVOA for like the last 15 years or whatever. I mean, 2017, they were 16th. 2015, they were 11th. Uh, Every other year, they were 11th or better. I mean, they've never been worse than 16th in offensive DVOA with Aaron Rodgers as their quarterback. So uh, I think you make a good point. He should theoretically. Set a nice floor for the offense. Even if he's not the MVP, Aaron Rodgers, uh, you still should have uh, a pretty good run game. The weapons, like you mentioned, a lot of eggs in the Garrett Wilson basket. That's true. Uh, Garrett Wilson could be a star. I mean, Garrett Wilson could be among the you know top five in receiving yards uh, this season for sure. They got Alan Lazard for Aaron Rodgers. And so uh, they, ha- they still have Corey Davis, right? They haven't gotten rid uh, of Corey Davis yet. They still mm-hmm. have him. Maybe they make a, a move or Lazard,
0: two. Lazard, Hardman. It's a good receiving core.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's not its not a bad group, especially compared to like what he's played with after Devontae Adams left. I mean, you, you would look at that and say, all right, that is a very good uh, receiving group. So if you just look at Rodgers' numbers last year, and again, these are just stats. They don't tell the whole story, but he was 20th in EPA success rate. He was 21st in EPA per pass play. My expectation for Aaron Rodgers, my gut would tell me, he will perform something like the 12th best quarterback statistically in the NFL next year. What does your gut say? Higher, I'll better, go, I'll or worse?
0: Go, yeah, I'll go higher than 12. I'll go like eighth, okay. seventh. Okay. I, one thing that I'm very, very interested to see, which at this time is not uh, qualitative, it's not predictive. At this point, it's just like descriptive. I'm just interested in it. And then we'll, we'll know if it matters later. Rodgers and LaFleur had themselves a little, you know, Tug of war over how the offense was going to work when Lafleur first arrived. Right, this a follow up to Rogers' previous tug of war with McCarthy, which he won. Nate Hackett was obviously the OC there with Lafleur. Now he's with the Jets. Very famously a stint in Denver. Uh, we won't talk about that, <laughs>
2: very, but very famously,
0: yes, yeah. yeah. Presumably, <laughs> right? The the kind of the surface level look is like, all right, Rogers with Hackett in, in with the Jets, they're going to run what Rogers and Lafleur ran. In Green Bay, I would say not so fast. I would not be surprised if hmm. Rodgers runs, if, if the Jets run the Rodgers version of what they ran in Green Bay, right? Rodgers has like a great clip of him. I, I forget uh, on, on what medium he did it. I apologize. But it's a video of him talking about how he doesn't like going under center and turning his back for, for play action, right? Payton didn't like it. I don't like it. You've got to be able to read the defense. I, I think Matt LaFleur had enough clout in the building and enough interpersonal skills and whatever to be able to say to Rogers, okay, well, we won't run it that much, but we're gonna have to run it sometimes and like find a happy medium. I don't know if Robert Sala and Nate Hackett have that to them. The whole shtick with Nate Hackett is that he's Rogers' best buddies, his best pal, which if I'm reading the room, means Rogers thinks he can get what he wants out of Hackett. So I wouldn't be surprised if they run a more traditional West Coasty offense and a less like RPOs and uh and, the, and like, you know, the quick game of the slant flat and stuff that Rodgers typically doesn't like, the simple stuff, the one read stuff. I'm not sure that will be a better iteration of the offense, but it's what Rodgers wants the offense to be. And he's coming into there, obviously, with a ton of clout, with a ton of, you know, big man walking on campus. Yeah. Uh, so I'll be very curious to see what that offense looks like.
2: Yeah, I want to respond to that in a second. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back, uh, talk about that and finish out this pod.
1: And for that, you deserve an ice cold reward because you are a fighter and Modello is your reward. Modelo, the mark of a fighter. Shop delivery or pickup options near you at ordermodelo.com. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois.
2: This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. All right, we're back on extra point taken. It's such a key point, the clout. I mean, they they literally hired Nathaniel Hackett as their OC. They literally signed Alan Lazar. Alan Lazar. And so Which
0: there was no wish list. Don't put it in the newspaper no that Aaron Rodgers had no. a wish list.
2: In the newspaper. Look at you going old school. Uh, it's yeah, so there's there's no doubt. And so that would be like, I, I was trying to think about how would, how do you feel if you're a Jets fan right now? Cause I, I actually feel for Jets fans cause I feel like they get beat up and everyone makes fun of them. I mean, this is a franchise that has not made the playoffs, what 12 straight years. And so I think defining success is important. Like if Aaron Rodgers goes there and they make the playoffs, like they could have a great, if you're a Jets fan, you're like, man, my Sundays are really fun. Hey, We won. 10 games, maybe, maybe you go 10 and seven, you win the wild card, you get a playoff game. If you're a Jets fan, that's the best season you've had in the last 13 years. So I think that's something to keep in mind. But my fear would be if I were a Jets fan, that this thing is so ownership driven. I mean, it just felt like Woody Johnson came in and was like, if you are, right, you guys want to keep your jobs yet. Yeah, you took Zach Wilson, uh, Joe Douglas, most GMs don't survive that. Uh, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go get Aaron Rodgers and he's going to be our quarterback next season. Make it happen. I don't care how you make it happen, but make it happen. And so that would be my concern. It's just like everything is built around this guy who is a, you know, we've learned in recent years, uh, we might learn. Like I said, this about Mike Tomlin, you know, Antonio Brown leaves Mike Tomlin and we're all like, oh my gosh, right. Mike Tomlin, greatest coach ever. How we didn't know yeah. anything about this when Antonio Brown was there. Like there could be a little bit of that here. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, New York Jets, like, let's see uh, how it goes there. But my concern, New York the Jets media fan.
0: versus Rodgers, man. As of Green Bay That's media versus Rodgers was already a thing. Yeah. New York media is going to be a good time.
2: You know what? I think he, it was funny because he took care, I feel like, of the local media in Green Bay pretty well. Like I think if you spoke to most actual local Green Bay reporters, uh, I think they had good relationships with him. He gave them the time of day, but New York's just going to be agree. kind of a, you know, that's just going to be a different animal.
0: New York is going to look for more opportunities to be hostile with him than I think Green Bay media did. Yeah. That's just I think that's yeah. just the long and the short of how those media markets work.
2: I th- I think that's true. And so if you're a if you're a Jets fan, the worst-case scenario here and not to, you know, tell you the worst-case scenario, you've probably already thought of it, but You could be looking at one year of Aaron Rodgers that doesn't work out, and he still plays 65% of the snaps, and you gave up a first and a second round pick, and he wants to retire after the season, and now, this time next year, you're starting from square one without a first round pick. I mean, that is very much in play. Like They go eight and nine. They go seven and 10. That would not uh, surprise anyone. So that's worst case scenario. Best case scenario, like you said, is that the defense finished sixth in DVOA last year. They've got talented pieces on that side of the ball. There's a pretty good supporting cast around him. Maybe you get a playoff season. He plays well, and it's a season to remember, even if it, you know, doesn't ultimately lead uh, to a Super Bowl. So you've got a mom who's a Jets fan. You know, she she texts you and says, how should I feel about this? Uh, what, are you t- what are you telling her uh, in regards to the Aaron Rodgers edition?
0: Yeah, so she texted the big family group chat with a big crying emoji. She's not an Aaron Rodgers <laughs> fan, never has been. Um... And I said, Ma, anything you want to tell the good people of Twitter about your feelings on the Rogers trade? Presuming that I was going to tweet out the screenshot, as I usually do. My mom responded with, how much of this is hoping he can teach Jack w- Zach Wilson? Which, aw, sweetie, no. Ooh, <laughs> then, yeah, <geez. laughs> that's a tough one. And then the follow-up text was, too bad your take on the draft show was completely wrong. And then she side-texted me individually and said... Your take on Roger's trade in the draft show is completely wrong, but I love the poem. Which, if you haven't listened to the NFL <laughs> draft show, that sentence doesn't make any sense. You should go listen to the show. Um, which, it was the take purge, by the way. The concept of the episode is that hey. you can't be held accountable for any of your takes, but regardless... Listen, I, one like, of my
2: big life rules oh. is that you need people around you to like hold you accountable. Like You can't be going out with some weird shirt on or like your friends need to make fun of you and be like, dude, what are you doing? No, no, no get back. This and is a not, regular Your mom... Shirt. Yeah, no, that shirt's fine. I'm not saying uh, this cool. shirt specifically, uh, but your mom is doing that for you. She is doing a nice service for you. So, eh, just sticking up for mom's And sola. she's been doing it
0: since I was in high school, which <laughs> it was really sick then. Um, yeah, that's the thing for me with the Rogers trade is that, like, man, the window here, like, like the, 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 the window of, like, outright definite success is really small. Because you can't say, we traded a second and then a future first for Aaron Rodgers and lost in the divisional round, and now he's retired and we have no young quarterback, is a win. Like, there's a world in which that could have been a win. It's really hard to win in the playoffs. You might have been a coin flip, a bounce of the ball away from the championship game, in which case you would have hit another coin flip, then you've been in the Super Bowl, and yada, yada, whatever. Like, there's a chance that it's not Rodgers' fault. There's a chance that everything works the way it's supposed to. Rodgers dramatically improves the offense. He helps develop Garrett Wilson. Nate Hackett understands how how to how to... How to do little dials in this offense the, the defense stays solid on Robert Solid. there's a chance it all works the way it's supposed to and you still just like losing the division round. and then you, and then if he's not back next year you can't say the trade was a win if he's back the next season and you do it again and you lose the division round again and then he retires again is you're paying you're paying like 40 million I think you're here.
2: happy I think that I think if you're a Jets fan you'll sign up for that right now if you make the playoffs two you get two years of Aaron Rodgers You make the playoffs in two years. After 12 years of not making the playoffs, you'll be like, all right, we gave up some draft compensation, but guess what? For a change, this team actually brought me some enjoyment. I think actually, and I would be curious if you're a Jets fan, you can let us know. I actually think they would sign up for that. Even when you said the first one, like I, I bet there are some Jets fans who would sign up for that. If they were like, all right, I understand we're giving up, you know, two big picks. But if you just tell me we have a winning record next year, we make it to the freaking divisional round. Yeah, let, let's do it. I just want some joy okay. uh, in my life here. In
0: 2009 to 2010, the Jets went to consecutive AFC conference championship games and lost a them long both. time with, ago. You with weren't with Mark even born Sanchez. yet. Okay. No, I was living <laughs> with a Jets fan at the time. Let's remember that. Okay. How? What percentage of Jets fans do you think were happy after the second consecutive conference championship loss with Mark Sanchez? And this was with a young quarterback who presumably could have been the future. There was a vision. There was was a chance that later it was going to get better. They were going to get over the hump. If in two years from now, the Rodgers Jets have made the playoffs twice and lost twice, there ain't no Jets fan going to be like, we did it, gang. They're going to be like, he's gone and we have nothing behind him.
2: I think they might be like, but but that was fun. If they're being realistic and honest the with themselves, fans of
0: stuff. teams like losing in the playoffs, you're always like, they yeah,
2: haven't made the have playoffs in twelve in years. They have not made the playoffs in twelve years. These different expectations for different fan, uh, there you know the fan bases of like the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, that would suck for them, but it's a different standard. So I just think it's different if you're a Jets fan. Maybe I'm wrong. Correct us uh, one way or another if you're a Jets fan. All right. That's how you feel if you're a Jets fan. This is a question that I feel like no one will ask. So let's ask it. How do you feel if you're a Packers fan? They're just kind of forgotten now. It's like, okay, they no more Aaron Rodgers. Just brush them to the side. Uh, How do you feel right now if you are a Packers fan? What do you think?
0: Feel great. That's a good day in the office. Pop up to 13. You you definitely wanted to move on from Rodgers. I I think the list of Packers fans who are like, see if you can reconcile with the guy. That's got to be a short list. Uh, Talk about a fan base that's been losing in the playoffs in consecutive seasons, and it's feeling great about it, Shield. They love it. They're so happy. No, no, they hate it. It sucks. Well, uh,
2: no, no, that's, well, well, let me, well, all right, now I have to get to this. That's because <laughs> I feel like Gouda cunts tried to straddle this line, which, listen, I've ripped them for before. They should have been all, they should have been had a Rams mentality. We have an yeah. MVP at quarterback. Let's go win this freaking thing. The NFC's wide open. And instead, they tried to say, well, let's build for the future. Let's not be too aggressive. And they got stuck and they didn't get over that hump. Now, they could have made those moves and not gotten over that hump, but at least you would have gone for it. And so I would be annoyed by that if I were a Packers fan, if I had an MVP caliber quarterback, and you're looking at this. Matt LaFleur, you know Matt LaFleur's career regular season record here? 47. It's like a
0: bajillion and three, right? He's incredible. 47
2: and 19. They've won over 71% of their regular season games, and they didn't even get to a Super Bowl during that stretch. I mean, that stings if you're a Packers fan, but overall I think you're right. I think going I think you're probably like, all right, that part sucks, but I was ready to move on. And I'll tell you what, it, I would not be surprised if I'm on here in August saying extremely flowery things about Jordan Love as one of my surprise yeah. players in the NFL next year. Who knows? He could be really good. Let's let's see. It'll be fun.
0: Yeah. 15 to 13 is not like Woo. But Second round pick they got, if I read the reporting correctly, was 42, which was the pick Correct. that the Jets got from the Browns and the Elijah Moore trade. So, generally, this was a three-way trade, by the way, with the Browns and Elijah Moore just delayed by a month, which, more three-way trades. Love it. I agree. Anyway, uh, and then the-, the, the Let's uh, do a
2: show. Sorry to interrupt you, but let's do a show in like a few weeks after the draft where we just do three-team trades. Three-team trades of the Jets yeah. Get him in All the right,
0: lead. Sorry. Uh, Go ahead. Then the future, the future second that is a conditional first. We didn't uh, detail this exactly when we were talking capital, it's 65% of the snaps. As far as conditions go, man, that's pretty light. That that's very achievable. I yeah. uh, I would be flabbergasted if a player of Aaron Rodgers clout gets benched at 64% of the snaps because they're just trying to save face. No chance, right? It's it's injury or bust, in my opinion, it's in injury. terms of maybe that's yeah, 65%. Man. So you're getting that future first. You feel really good about that. Now, Jordan Love is your permanent starter. We've talked about this on the show before. You're sitting there with 13 overall. When you had an MVP-winning quarterback, you didn't need to be super serious about star wide receivers, star pass catchers. You could kind of get away with middle-round guys and developing on the edges and mid-tier veterans. Young passer, first year starting. Jackson. Smith. And Jigba. Okay, Michael Mayer. Let's get a pass-catching Rookie in the building. I don't know if they like JSN. He might be too small for them. I think they like Mayer. I don't know if he's worth 13 overall. Um, But you're you're here now at at the top half of this draft. You bumped up, okay, two spots, whatever. The plan is still the plan. You have to improve the pass catching core for Jordan Love in this draft. And if you do, see what the young man's got. Limited play has been noteworthy, not impressive, just acknowledgeable. He's done things when he's been out there. Let's see what they look like here on a weekly basis. There's something invigorating
2: as a fan when you have like a young like a young quarterback, a young starting pitcher, a, a new, you know, in the, in the NBA, a first round draft pick who's playing who you're excited about. There's something fun about that as a fan. Now, it can go horribly very quickly. We know that. But there's like a hope and excitement about it uh, if you're a Packers fan. Yeah, their wide receiver room. I mean, they got to do something. They got Christian Watson, Romeo Dubs and Samari uh, Torre. As their three wide receivers uh, right now, so yeah, they got to address that at some point. But uh, I would be kind of excited if I'm a Packers fan. I think the I think you're right about that compensation. I actually thought the condition was going to be more about. Rodgers exactly. in tw- the next either team success or Rodgers in 2024 like if Rodgers is on the roster on exactly. March first, you know the first day of the league year in 2024 then it turns into a first it's not tied to that all the guys to do is play 65 percent of the snaps and you're getting a first round yeah. pick next year and you have Jordan Love you know you still you're on a rookie contract here like it's you know the cupboard uh is not bare there in uh in, and Bay. by the way yeah go ahead
0: and if Love's terrible you got two first-round picks next year. Yeah. You got it, the competition it, it, to make a move. E- Eagle, Eagles got 10 and 30. Lions got uh, six and whatever, 18. Seahawks got five and 20. This is the way, right? It's okay. If we might need to draft a quarterback, let's go get a second first-round pick in that draft, and now we got chances to move around, right? Now we have the potential to bob h- hither and thither, And so I, 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 this is good work by Goody. Like I said, you held the line, you get the first-round first pick, and like, I couldn't agree more. The conditions attached to it, much softer than I expected, which is huge for the Packers.
2: Uh, yeah, and they, they, like I said, there's a chance Matt LaFleur is a great coach. I don't know if he is or not. I mean, Rodgers was playing great, but those Rodgers years, I mean, they have won a lot of games under Matt LaFleur. So I think if you're a Packers fan, you're like, I feel pretty good about the coach. Let's see with the quarterback. It's the start of a new era. All right, let's finish with this real quick. Uh Jets, where do you have them in the AFC hierarchy? Uh Austin Gale sending us that the Jets are plus 250 to win the AFC East, second behind the Bills who are plus 130. I got to think you disagree with that given that you're you you're a pro Dolphins guy.
0: Oh, uh, no, I'm a pro Dolphins guy, but the Jets should be ranked above the Dolphins to win the 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 East. It should, it should be tight, okay. but we're talking we're talking Aaron Rodgers versus is to a healthy question mark. The, the Dolphins are much more so much more volatile, put it that way. Okay. Man, I, I, volatile implies that the rogers jets are stable gosh i'm being too nice to this guy anyway uh yeah plus 250 jets plus 290 dolphins i think that's 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 a square it's square. okay that, i think that's that, that's good bills are better chiefs are better Bengals are better and then yeah the jets are in that chart that chargers here right jets are yeah, in, the in the next tier yeah but yeah but in the next tier if the next tier is jets chargers jags it's tough to put the the ravens in there right now because lamar question mark but if that next tier is Jets, Chargers, Jacks, I think Jets are the best in that group right now. That'd, that'd be my estimation. So about the fourth best, top of the second tier.
2: Yeah, ra- yeah. Ravens are tough. Steelers, um, you know, never count no, them no, out. No, I don't. No, 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 no.
0: stop <laughs> it, stop what it. Stop are you stop.
2: talking about the, they they win nine games every year under Tomlin? What do you think the Steelers are? We're not, are stink we're all not, of not a in the nine game tier.
0: We're not in the nine game tier. This is like can win your division tier.
2: You're literally in the nine game tier. The Dolphins won nine games last year. The Ravens won ten games last year. The Jaguars won nine games last year. It's literally yeah, the nine-game tier.
0: But they're better than they were. The, the, the anticipation maybe, is there. Maybe. young quarterbacks are going to keep getting better. With the Steelers and Kenny Pickett, I'm not so we'll sure. So. How did okay. we get into a Kenny Pickett argument in minute twenty five of the Aaron Rodgers I straight to the Jets I podcast? You couldn't help yourself. All right. <laughs> Me? You started this. <laughs> <laughs> See what
2: happens when you force us to talk to each other for three freaking hours in one day. This is bound to happen. All right. We'll take a break from each other. We'll wrap this episode up. Aaron Rodgers, thank you for giving us a little bonus episode. Uh, If you want to listen to the rest of Extra Point Taken, it is already in your feeds. There will be much more Ringer NFL show this week. With draft coverage. All right. Thank you to Ben Solak. Thank you to producer Cliff Augustine. Additional production supervision from Connor Nevins and Arjuna Ramkopal. We will talk to you soon on the Ringer NFL team.